Okay, a bit blinding up here. <laughs> I can't see anything. Well, I hope you have got your decorations up. Anyone not? Is anyone in that? Oh, look, there's always one waiting. <laughs> Today, it's all about tasteful decorations, isn't it? They want to have matching colours. Some people want to just go natural. Oh, natural today. Yes, I'm just having holly this year. I'm just having ivy. But I don't know about you, but when I was a child, it was nothing like that. It's like some kind of explosion had gone on in our house. Um, our one in our house, we have these concertina sort of metallic things that you extended. Anyone have that? Yes, of course you did. And we drawing pin them to the ceiling all over the place. It was crazy. I've been asking people about this and other people were saying, oh no, 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 we were the crepe paper family. Who was the crepe paper family? From corner to corner, there it was, twisted, maybe concertinaed, and then to finish it off. This is the best thing I heard. Anyone got this? This family, it's my mother-in-law actually, was a massive bell that extended round, and it was hung from the ceiling. Whoosh, whoosh, it went. Any, anybody? Oh, look, they're not the only family. <laughs> and then the tree, of course, that Dad would buy, and it would always be too big, and all that. Now, this year, I was decorating our tree with my youngest child. She's four. And I said to her, you know, before we do anything, she's very keen to get going, but I said, no, no, no. The first rule is the lights first. But of course, that is not the first rule, is it? What is the first rule? Check the lights. <laughs> that is the first rule, isn't it? <laughs> you know, when um, they, they're quite good lights nowadays, aren't they? But when I was a child, they, they weren't so good. And you would always get this pack of three, three little spares, wouldn't you? Do you remember that? Because if one went out, Everything was lost. And so you'd be crawling along. You know, nowadays we just chuck it in the bin. But no, not then. Before the throwaway society, we would go painstakingly through to find the one that was gone. And when it works, it's magical, isn't it? There's just nothing nicer. I don't know about you, but coming in when it's a bit yucky outside and you get in your lounge and there's your twinkly tree and you kind of keep the lights off, don't you? This is a dim time of year. We want to get all the lights off because we want to see the beauty of this tree in front of us. And that's kind of Christmas, isn't it? You know, family getting together. We like to spoil ourselves and spoil others. We want to escape the winter a bit. Maybe it's an excuse for a party. I, any excuse, basically. And it's something to look forward to. But at the same time, it can be stressful and hectic. We know, you know, sometimes it can be emotionally draining. You've got that many people in your house or you're in someone else's house. It can be too much. And, of course, for some people we know it's, you know, it's not a nice time of year. It can be a really difficult time of year. And after Christmas, you kind of face reality a bit, don't you? It's just a bit darker. And there's a reason for that. Because before Christmas... You have this, and after you don't. It is naturally a little bit darker. But we're facing quite a lot of darkness at the moment. I was thinking about this, and we've got um, some quite interesting world leaders at the moment. Just going just gonna to leave it like that. We've got some uh, uncertain global friendships. And it feels just a little bit like if you just got a 
Something is actually going to fall down. It's going to be quite bad. And, um, you know, maybe it's not as stable as we thought it was. And obviously, thinking of stable, (laughs) we think of Mary and Joseph. And, you know, when that happened in that first Christmas, it would have been an immense amount of uncertainty and stress. It wasn't like Mary and Joseph thought, hey, this would be a great time of year to have a baby. You know, there's a census happening, a couple of hundred miles walk, hey, let's go for it. No, this is not planned at all, as we know. And the birth wasn't surrounded by celebration. In fact, they were shunned, we might maybe think. Or they weren't allowed in, perhaps. We don't really know. The, The narrative doesn't tell us exactly why they couldn't find a house to stay in that night. It mentions that they had the baby with some kind of animals, but we don't really know. We do know that they might have felt very vulnerable at that time. There might have been some speculation about whose baby this really was. And um, when after the baby's born, of course, there's the shepherds, aren't there? Now, if we watch nativities like I have this Christmas, there's obviously the cute little shepherds with their tea towels on, and there's the girls with all boys with um, you know the, the the ring around their head, and they say, you know. Glory to God in the highest and peace on earth to all men. And we smile and we think, hmm, that's quite cute. Let's skip along. But was it cute? I think it would have been awesome. You know, these shepherds see angelic beings in front of them. And humanly, This wasn't a big event, was it? No one really knew. No one took much notice. But heaven had been planning this forever. Before the world began, this moment was planned. And they tell the the shepherds, the angels, tell them these things that are on the screen now. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The saviour. The king, the Lord, has been born. And after that, sky lights up. A bit like Strictly last night with the, with the lights. But a saviour for whom and for what? You know, we hear those words, but what does that actually mean? We might be thinking, well, a saviour for who and for what? If we read the newspapers watch the news, even just listen to some friends sometimes, we know that something is not quite right in the world. We can sometimes get this sense that there is an overwhelming sense of evil out there in the world. And at the same time, we know that human beings are capable of so much good. Many people, they want change. They want the poor not to be poor. They want to feed the hungry. They don't want to live in a world where the rich get richer and the poor get poorer. They don't want it to all be about me, me, me. We know that something is wrong, but we're not quite sure how to fix it. You know, we try finances, we can try government policies, we can try soldiers, physical force, but it doesn't seem to work. In fact, often they are the problem in the first place. 
So what's the answer? Well, God just says simply, it is Jesus. But how can Jesus help? How can he help us? Isn't he just a baby born a long time ago? Isn't he just a man? How can he make a difference? How can this be good news? Well, if you imagine, like these Christmas lights, um, we're connected, like a string of lights. And if one isn't working, nothing really works properly anymore. If one breaks, it's all broken. And before we get really excited and go, but actually, I'm, I'm quite bright. Look at me. I'm shining quite nicely. It's all the others that don't shine very well. It's not me. It's them. We actually know that if we really look at ourselves, although we can have moments where we shine so beautifully and we do good things and have good thoughts, we also know that deep down there are moments when we don't, when we're part, perhaps, of the darkness that is around us. Now, God could take this string of lights that is us, representing us as humans, and he could say, well, like many of us do, actually, they're not working. Chuck that in the bin. Get some new ones. He could do that. But in entering our world, Jesus, the source of all light, of all love, becomes visible. In John's gospel, one of Jesus' followers we read the following. God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever trusts in him shall not die but have eternal life. You know, we sang tonight, haven't we, about this baby came to die. His death and resurrection is what we're looking at when we look at that baby in the manger. We know he's come to die. And when we trust him, when it says there, whoever trusts in him, it's simple as this. It's not difficult. It's just we're saying we want to die to the way that we did things when we were selfish. We're saying, I want to bury all the darkness that's happened in my life before now with him. It's like we're saying, I'm sorry, God. I know I'm part of the problem. I've done this wrong. Please will you bury it with you. And when we do this, God makes us this amazing promise. Eternal life. Now before you think that's just about when you're dead, eternal life here, it means a quality of life that starts right now. The minute you say, I'm sorry. It gives us a new way of doing things. It doesn't mean we won't make any mistakes anymore. Of course we will. But gradually, we begin to change. And we do that by God giving us a part himself in the form of the Holy Spirit. God is committed to the long-term project of restoring humanity. And he does this bit by bit, not by throwing the whole thing away, not by force, not by governments, not by finances, but literally one person at a time. 
he commits to fixing, to changing, to renewing, and helping them be the people that he made them to be. We have a famous... Oh, I haven't got it. Martin Luther King, he wrote, he said the following. Darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Just as hate cannot drive out hate, only love can do that. The Bible tells us that Jesus is the source of all light and love. And that the light shines in the darkness. And it can never, and it can never be extinguished. This Christmas, we celebrate that because that no matter how dark it gets in the world, there is a promise from God that the darkness will never, ever overcome the light. You know, when people who are bereaved When they find comfort from others, a light shines. When people who are maybe trafficked or rescued, a light shines. When a homeless person is met with a warm drink, a light is shining. When lonely are welcomed into families, a light shines. And when people stand against cruelty to other human beings, a light shines shines. This Christmas, perhaps we can spend some time trying to let the light of Jesus shine. If we've asked Jesus to come and be a part of our lives, if we're trusting in him, and we can do that today, right now, by simply saying, I'm sorry, I know I'm the problem. We can ask him to say, Jesus, help me let your light shine. I'll leave it there.